Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. We hear a lot about the pillar banks in this country, possibly because we taxpayers had to bail them out 14 years ago. But what about all the major international banks who operate here but don't sell to ordinary consumers? Among them is BNP Paribas Ireland, which has been here for about a century, half a century and still sells to big customer, corporate customers. Derek Kyo is the CEO of BNP Paribas Ireland and is sitting in front of me. Good morning, Derek. Good morning, Joe. How are you? How's business? By and large, pretty good, I would say. Um, well, 2023 was 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 a pretty uh, a pretty decent year. I think we you know we see particularly in Ireland, obviously, the multinational sector plays such an important part uh, in the fabric of the economy, and and we uh, that would be our, our sort of our, I suppose our main demographic, uh, uh, so large multinationals. That's your market. Large multinationals and large institutions. Would and be what, our main what would they use you know? BP Paribas for? Everything from simple transaction banking, so current accounts, electronic banking, payments, uh, right the way up to capital markets uh, and advisory, corporate finance and advisory. So if they're buying another company, for example, and they and they need the financial advisor for the transaction, they might come to you. Yeah. But when you say current accounts, they're not you know ordinary current accounts. These are these are corporate accounts. Well, corporate accounts, yes, but I mean for you know for all of their cash management needs. I mean most. Multinationals will have businesses right across the the European economic area, uh, and they will need to move money between their various businesses. Mm-hmm. And BNP Paribas will help them with that, with managing those those cash pools, basically. Okay. Now you don't deal with consumers, but you must be following uh, the ups and downs, mostly ups in the last two years of interest rates. Is that going to affect your business? Um, I mean, it, it has affected our business to the extent that when we had a, a, a prolonged period of negative interest rates, that was a significant drag for. For, for all banks and, and for and for BNP Paribas because we, in most cases, certainly at the retail level, and we have a large retail bank even though we don't have one in Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, we would not have passed on negative interest rates to to customers, as indeed the, the Irish banks didn't do either. So that was a huge drag on profitability for a number of years. The normalisation of the interest rate environment has definitely helped us mm-hmm. in terms of the net interest margin that we can... Uh, we can we can make on on uh, on the business we do, which is basically taking in deposits and and uh, lending money longer term. So you've got a fair amount of retail business in France, obviously, but Luxembourg, Belgium, a few yeah, other so countries. Yeah, so the main the main so we say domestic markets for BNP Paribas would be France, obviously, mm. Belgium, uh, where we we own Fortis Bank, mm. uh, Italy, where we have the fifth largest bank, Bank Nazionale de Lavoro, mm-hmm. uh, and Luxembourg BGL. But we would have, you know. Um, an international banking presence in about 65 countries, uh, mm-hmm. but not necessarily a branch network in all of those countries. Um, uh, we've spoken on this show about new, the new individual responsibility rules, which make senior directors personally liable for any wrongdoing. Um, is that having a chilling effect, would you say, within the banking sector? Because even though it's not just designed for financial services, it is going to focus a little bit so from the central bank side on financial services. Does that mean that senior people who might have considered becoming directors within financial services companies in this country might say, Do you know what, I'm going to pass? So I haven't seen any evidence of that yet. And, okay. and if I, but it's fairly new. I mean, it's, it's, it's very new and we, we really only came into effect from the end of 2023. Mm. When, when you look at the principle surrounding the individual accountability framework uh, and the, the conduct regime, nobody should be afraid of, of what has been... Um, um, articulated in those in those principles because the principles are absolutely sound and you would expect of all senior executives whether they're independent directors or or group directors that they would 
they would work to those principles. I think where there is a degree of uncertainty and nervousness is about how the process will work. Mm. So the principles, I don't think anybody has any issues with. The process, will it be transparent? Will people be, uh, you know, able to challenge effectively? Uh, Will there be any... um, for want of a better word, score settling, uh, you know, all of those things. I, I have no reason to believe that any of those things will happen, but people are understandably a little bit reticent because of that. We don't know yet how it's going to be applied and how it's applied will be the key to its success, in my view. The principles are absolutely sound. So it's interesting. Um, the central bank could adopt a heavy hand or a light touch, and we don't yet know is the answer. Yeah, and and you know what? It doesn't have to be either of those. It just has to be an even hand. Mm. And that's the key thing. And and there are there are certain things within the within the legislation that are incompatible with what we would describe as the sort of basic principles of corporate governance, which is that in directors are are are, are jointly and severally liable. Mm-hmm. If you have an individual accountability regime, uh, it's not entirely clear to me and and to, to most of my peers as to how that's going to be applied, given that collectively the board is responsible for the decision-making uh, and the supervision of the entity. Yeah, that's, that's a good, it's a good point. Um, I, I talked about being bailed out 14 years ago. Um, do you think now that the pendulum has swung the opposite way so that there is very little risk-taking in Irish banking? Um, I, I think that... The short answer is no, again. The longer answer maybe is no, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that, you know, the, 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 the way that the regulation has evolved over the last 15 years, um, the cost of doing business is far higher than it might have been 15 years ago. Uh, in, in terms, terms of setting of, aside mm, capital? And, and from a capital perspective, yeah. absolutely. In terms of the, the cost in its entirety of regulation, so you know the the cost of compliance, the cost of audit, all of these things they've 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 gone up, right? Mm-hmm. And and you have to build you as a you like the industry had to build a very very big machine around everything to do with how it operates, uh, which has made it a much much more robust industry, but definitely clearly reduced significantly with the, the returns on, on equity that banks could make, but also areas that where there was significant risk taking, such as um, uh, proprietary trading, things like that, they, they, they're all gone now. So, so yes, it's a much less risky industry than it was. But when you look at, for example, retail banks, they shouldn't really be risky endeavors. They should be more like utilities in terms of, in terms of how they operate. And I think that's, we've gotten to that point. Um, and I think everybody should be, should be reasonably happy about that. But, we- but if you have utility-like entities, you're going to have utility-like returns as well. And people need to be realistic about that as well. Were you surprised at the big sell-off in Bank of Ireland yesterday? They posted profits of 1.9 billion, and yet shares were down 10 percent. Yeah, no, I, I, I was. I, I thought, uh, and, and I would say congratulations to everybody in Bank of Ireland. I thought there were really, really uh, great results. But the reality is that there is still a degree of, I would suppose, um, skepticism among analysts uh, as to the durability of banks' earnings right across Europe, and we we see it all across the piece from large wholesale banks like BNP Paribas to retail banks like Bank of Ireland, we all trade well below our uh, tangible book value. And there, there, there are multiple reasons for that, but, but ultimately it comes down to the fact that the market doesn't believe that the durability of our earnings is, uh, is sustainable. So the markets kind of think it's windfall in nature in, in some way. 
Yes, and if you look, if you talk about the last 15 years, the return on equity in most banks has been absolutely appalling. So mm-hmm. now that we're back at a sort of level of profitability that, that rewards investors for their faith, is it sustainable? Uh, so they, they say, uh, fool me once. Yeah. Uh, Derek, thank you very much for coming in. That's Derek Keogh, the Chief Executive of BNP Paribas Ireland. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.